Well, it might mean that, you know, they measure, they measure safety performance of their own business, but they use the same measures to measure the safety performance of their contractors. Welcome to Safety Help with Tony Collins. Join him to learn how to improve workplace safety to be legally compliant, win more contracts, and increase profits. G'day listeners, Tony Collins back with Julian Hughes, who's the Executive Director of the Business Leaders Health and Safety Forum. I'll ask Julian about the forum in a moment, and I'm sure he'll correct me if, if I've got it wrong. But basically, to my mind, the forum is about working with CEOs of a major business to influence and improve health and safety performance. And today we will talk about how this could affect you and your business. So welcome, Julian. Thank you. Good to be here. Cool. Hey, can you tell me a little bit about the forum to kick this off? Hmm. So, I mean, you're right. The forum was uh, established with the intention of improving safety performance by engaging and improving the effectiveness of senior leaders. And, you know, when you think of leaders in a business, you know, the most important leader is the CEO or the equivalent, whatever that role might be for a New Zealand-based business. So I guess our members are made up of CEOs, managing directors, general managers, and really depends on the company structure. Um, but but that's essentially the, the idea, is that um, senior leaders have a huge uh, role to play. They set the tone. They can create uh, positive safety cultures. And we felt that we, we can provide uh, a mechanism, an avenue for them to improve their knowledge and understanding so that they be- can become more effective safety leaders themselves. Great. Okay. So why was the forum established? It's, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting sort of idea and you know, where did it come from? But it's, it, it, its origins were in 2009. Um, and to give credit to um, the ex-Minister of Labour, uh, the Honourable Kate Wilkinson, she led a number of discussions with CEOs uh, in that year and essentially asked them a question, or two questions. One is, is our safety performance um, acceptable? And, and the short answer to that was, no, it's not. And the second question is, well, do CEOs of New Zealand businesses have a role to play in improving that? And um, you know, there were a couple of forums and meetings, and, and at the end of it, uh, there was enough momentum and enough CEOs who said, of course, we have a role to play. We're not quite sure what that looks like, but... Uh, we have a role to play to improving that. So cut forward a year to June 2010, the forum was officially launched. Uh, it was launched by the Prime Minister uh, in, in Auckland. And um, about 100 CEOs of New Zealand businesses signed a common or signed up to the forum's pledge. So essentially they came together with a common vision for what they believed uh, their role should be in uh, leading health and safety in their businesses. Okay, and fast forward to 2013, and I know there are a number of different work streams and projects underway, and the one I thought most relevant to talk about today is how the forum, which represents a number of large businesses, aim to encourage contractors or uh, subcontractors through or to improve health and safety through the supply chain. Mm. Um, can you explain a little bit about this supply chain project and actually what does that mean, supply chain project as well? Mm. Mm. I'll just I'll just rewind slightly before I answer that. But uh, the, the, the key change that happened between 2010 and 2013 was that the forum set itself up as a membership organisation. So we're now a not-for-profit incorporated society and we have approximately 140 CEOs who are our members. 
Um, and that provides us uh, with a slight change from 2010 where we have a revenue stream, uh, which means that we can now do some work. And the work that we're doing is what you described, some of those projects. Um, so then to talk about the supply chain project, uh, I guess the idea of the forum was to improve safety across the New Zealand economy, not just for the forum members who sign up, but you know there was a, there was a greater good concept of can CEOs influence others to improve health and safety performance right across our economy. And so there are a couple of ways of we thought about how we might do that. One is um, get every business leader in the country to sign up. And I think, you know, we'd still welcome that approach. But we actually thought that the way the forum could be most influential would be to say, how could forum members um, influence other businesses through their supply chain? So we, we signed up or we approached um, leaders from large New Zealand businesses uh, as opposed to small to medium size, all those businesses that had a particular high risk in their business. And then we said, for you, often you have, you interact with a lot of other companies to, to, to manage your business. Now, in some cases, that's, um, you purchase goods and services, uh, or you contract people into, to, to work in some areas of your business. In some areas, you actually contract out large chunks of it. So one of the concerns in that whole arrangement is that if you contract out um, a piece of work or you bring contractors in and you, you delegate health and safety responsibilities. Uh, the concern is that if those companies coming in don't share your values and views and, and approach to health and safety, then you won't have great performance. And, um, so our view was that, uh, could we get, uh, CEOs to understand what it is, what are the things they need to do to ensure that Safety performance is not only important to their business, but important to all of the businesses that they interact with. So we use that concept of the supply chain, which is a, we're using it, we admit, in a reasonably broad sense. But in many ways, what we're talking about is um, the health and safety performance between a business and its contractors. Okay, so what does that mean then if I am a, a business or a, I'm a contractor supplying goods or services to potentially a larger business. What does that mean for me? Well, lots of businesses will already be experiencing, I guess, what we're trying to promote in this space, and that is that a, a company purchasing goods or services um, puts in place a level of expectation of what they expect that company to be able to provide. And they'll often do that um, in, the, in the negotiation phase of um, tendering for a piece of work. Um, they'll have potentially um, requirements that companies have to come up to. Um, but but there's also a whole range of other steps, which I think we now know from research and experience that are required to ensure that it's not only um, assessed prior to awarding the contract, but there's an ongoing assessment and engagement with the contractor to make sure that uh, the company contracting the work out uh, is confident that they're maintaining the, um, the deal, basically, what they set up to start with. And that's kind of... Um, at one level, that's a reasonably easy concept to understand, but uh, there can be some um, intricacies in that relationship and, and that how you do that, uh, which are not always easy to do. Um, clearly, there's an understanding that they are separate companies, and that you know there is a contractual arrangement between those companies, um, and so there needs to be a level of understanding, particularly um, at the leadership level, about how that relationship works. So. What we want to try and uncover in our project is what are the leadership behaviours and leadership values that promote the best performance within that contracting environment? 
And uh, we think there's some really fantastic examples out there where that's happening. And really what we're trying to do is uncover those, then promote, then find out how, how people are going and then promote how, um, to we'll promote others to adopt those practices. Sort of like a, here's the best practice model that, uh, we know works out there in the business and we'd recommend you having a look at this sort of model. Is, is that the path you Absolutely, take? absolutely. I don't think the forum will be getting into, um, requiring people to do certain things. I mean, that's not the sort of approach we've taken in the past. We're really trying to expose, um, what good practice looks like and then encourage people to uh, pull down that and then adopt it to, to make best sense for themselves. So for smaller to medium sized businesses, um, you know, I guess I make the point they're not going to see the forum suddenly changing anything in particular. Uh, but, but they, there may be some changes from that relationship if they're working with members of the forum who, who adopt, um, the approach the forum takes, but it will still be within the relationship that they're used to. So they're not going to suddenly have a third party or anyone playing any role in that process. Mm. But the forum will be trying to uncover uh, best practice. And there's some really good examples. You know, recently the forum hosted um, Lawrence Waterman, uh, who was in New Zealand for a range of um, engagements, but we hosted him at a session at Sky City to talk particularly. Sorry, 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 oh, sorry Lawrence was, um, he was the head of health and safety for the Olympic Delivery Authority. And they were the organization charged with, um, I guess, delivering the Olympic Games facilities in London. Uh, and they've got a fantastic story to tell. It was the first Olympic build in modern times where no one was um, killed in the, in the construction phase. Uh, and they had an injury rate that was lower than the UK, um, industry level. So, you know, they were working in high risk high pressure environment and they didn't kill anyone and they had a low, lower injury rate than the rest of the economy. I agree. I've, I've heard Lawrence speak about that project. Uh, I think it was 300 million pounds of building per month at, at the peak. And, um, I love the stories that go behind how, how they, they actually made that happen. How mm. it was not just the fatalities, but a real commitment at the leadership level to mm. no, not have any serious harm accidents as well. Mm. Well, I think that's the story, and without sort of trying to paraphrase um, Lawrence's story, but it's one of the reasons we wanted to understand what they did because we'd heard this um, this great um, story that was unfolding. And I guess to cut forward to our example, the um, Christchurch rebuild is um, in many ways uh, has some parallels. It's a very different type of project and um, arguably much more complex, um, but there's some principles we thought... Um, that the London build uncovered, which I think were e- uh, equally um, relevant in the Christchurch rebuild and then clearly equally relevant within any um, contractual arrangement. And, you know, what was interesting about what Lawrence said was that the leadership, um, the leadership that was required to, to deliver that result was strong from day one and right the way through the project. But it wasn't um, just about um, directors or the CEO of the authority running around um, saying that they were committed to safety. It actually translated into real tangible things that they actually did on a day-to-day basis. So um, we think there's plenty to learn from that. And, um, and you know, that was why we hosted them. And, and we've got a project team looking at um, those things that happen in London, what's potentially happening in Christchurch and what else the research and experience tells us um, works. Sure. So with, with this commitment of directors and CEOs to influencing the supply chain, the aim is to increase the performance of 
those contractors or businesses that potentially are supplying or, or working for them. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's to say, you know, we believe the mindset, if a, if a, if a business leader has a mindset that the work they contract out is essentially an extension of their business, then we think that suddenly we're in the right, we're in the right frame of mind, right? We're in the right ballpark. So, so, you know, how would that translate? What would that mean? Well, it might mean that, you know, they measure, they measure safety performance of their own business, but they use the same measures to measure the safety performance of their contractors. And, and, you know, so that's not always the case. In some cases it is, but it's not always the case. So it's not just about saying, I'd like them to be good. It's, there's some tangible things you might start doing. You'd be asking them to report on those things. You might have ongoing engagement meetings with them at a senior level, asking how they're going, what they're doing. Um, you know, we've seen some fantastic examples of this. I mean, um, Mike Bennett, who's the CEO of Z Energy. Uh, hosted a case, to, uh, hosted a peer learning event for the forum late last year, uh, and and um, and one of the key stories that Mike talks about was when they were rebranding from the Shell service stations to the Z service stations. Um, there was a period they didn't have any incident, they didn't have any injury, but there was a period where they were concerned about um, how the contractors were working at height in the in a couple of the projects that were going on. Um, and because of those concerns, Mike actually closed the contract down for a period of time until he was satisfied that they could they could do that. And I think those sorts of leadership, you know, that was a tough call. They're under lots of pressure to deliver within a certain time frame. Um, stopping a project is never helpful for anyone generally. But you know what that shows is that safety was absolutely, you know, when you talk about being the top priority, it was the top priority. And um, as the leader of Z Energy, he wanted to make sure that they could do that work safely and the contractors are working safely. So that sends a strong, very, very strong message. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. And when things were, when they were satisfied, things were back on track, the project started. And I don't know the detail, but from all accounts, sounds like it was still delivered on time and on budget. And, you know, that, that, that impact didn't suddenly derail the project. In fact, it probably made a, sent very strong messages about what was expected. Is there a, a timeline to the launch of this project or is it more a gradual emphasis in agreement across directors and CEOs to aim to affect the supply chain? Mm. Well, we want to deliver things, you know, we, and we have delivered some stuff to date. So we've delivered on a couple of other key projects around what we believe safety leadership is, and we've got assessment tools around that. Uh, we're in the process of developing a safety leadership development program for CEOs. So we're about doing stuff, not just sitting around talking about it. But I guess to answer your question, um, we see this probably as a rolling sort of a rolling set of deliverables. It's not going to be all suddenly delivered on one day. I think what we will try and establish up front is what are the key principles that CEOs need to um, aspire to or have uh, to ensure that health and safety performance is um, emphasised through their supply chain. We'll then attempt to engage CEOs to ensure that they are espousing to those principles or have those principles in place. Uh, we'll then try and um, help them to understand how they can deliver on those things. But ultimately, where we won't be, I should be careful, but my, my feeling is we won't be saying, this is the way you have to do it, and, and everyone follows the same process. I don't think that's what we'll be doing, because I don't think, I think that could be counterproductive. You know, different businesses are at different stages. Um, they have different ways of doing things. So what we want them to do is take a principled approach, but then apply it within their business, how that makes best, best sense to them and to their suppliers. So um, I hope that answers the question. I think we'll, we will um, 
We've made some good progress to date. Uh, we are a little bit behind where we wanted to be. Uh, and I think we'll be having, you know, a rolling set of deliberate actions between now and middle of 2014. Is there anything else that you'd like to add on this or, um, have I, have I not asked you anything that you'd like to add to the conversation? Oh, just, just the fact that, you know, the forum presents a fantastic opportunity for New Zealand to improve health and safety performance. Um, but it is at the stage, it's, it's an opportunity and we need to embrace it and, um, and do what we can with it. Uh, it certainly provides that opportunity for CEOs to, um, engage with others who are facing very similar challenges, uh, share their knowledge, understand how they can improve, um, and how they can be part of the health and safety conversation. You know, one of the, um, concerns I guess I've had as someone who's worked in this area for some time is that the people who can often make the most or have the most influence about health and safety performance haven't always actually been the people involved in the conversation and in influencing outcomes. And so we think we have a role to play there as well. Um, and, you know, we're particularly proud of the fact that our involvement with the task force review and the fact that our chair, Rob Jager, was also was asked to chair the task force review. And so suddenly we had a large, you know, significant review often referred to as a once-in-a-generation opportunity to review our health and safety system, which had input from people who are dealing with these um, issues on a daily basis uh, and who are providing strong leadership within their business. So, you know, we think there's a role that we can play in that space as well. Um, but uh, we're very, very encouraged by where we, where we are so far. But, you know, like many things, there's a long way for us to go. And Julian, if people want to find out more about the forum, how do they go about doing that? Well, we have a website, so www.zeroharm.org.nz. Um, so feel free to check that out. Um, and feel free to give me a call or, or um, contact me on my email. My email address and, and phone number is, is on the website. Um, so, yeah, more than happy to have a chat with anyone about what we're doing. Um, I said at the start that the target audience for the forum was large businesses or high-risk businesses. We don't actually have a criteria. If, if, if there's someone out there who... Um, is running a business, wants to uh, understand how they can get better, uh, or leading a business, sorry, and wants, and wants to get better, uh, absolutely give me a call. There's no reason why you can't be part of the forum. We have um, some of New Zealand's largest businesses engaged, and we have even some reasonably small businesses um, uh, involved as well. So there's no no criteria. Give us a call. Uh, we're, we're sort of welcoming all comers at this stage. Hey, great. Thank you, Julian, for coming in and sharing your knowledge. No worries. And we might catch up with you another time. Thanks very much, Tony. Good All to right. be here. Cheers. This has been another episode on Workplace Safety by Tony Collins. For more tips, visit safetyhub.co.nz and join the free newsletter.